Sign up for Cover 5, a free-to-play sports game that will change the way you view the tournament. Join Cover 5 Madness for free at Cover5.com and the Cover 5 app. The high score each day will win $1,000 through Sunday, March 20th games. Use promo code CHICAGO. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everyone. Time for another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Truly one of the great weekends to be doing this. And always a pleasure to be joined by Mike North. It's Mike and Carmen for the next hour as we talk sports and sports gambling. And we hit day two of the NCAA tournament, plus tons of NFL news continues to trickle in over the last couple weeks, Mike. So I think uh, we've got plenty to focus on and a lot of fun things to talk about. And I thought day one of the tournament was absolutely fantastic all the way to that last game, that overtime game uh, between Murray State and the Dons last night. It was riveting, riveting stuff with some big upsets. That's what everybody's always looking for, and I don't think it could have started better, to be honest. Yeah, and i got to be honest with you, Carmen. Hi, everybody. Uh, Good to talk to everybody once again, and uh, we're right here, right where we want to be. Yes. Got to be honest that that last week we had a mixed bag, uh, but I did hear from the uh, uh, WGA. They don't want us to go with the twenty-five grand. They said it's mythical. Keep doing what made you work. I heard from the Palace Verdes office in California. They transferred it over to the Algonquin, Illinois regional office, and it's been stamped. So we're not going to be doing the twenty-five thousand thing, which I thought would be good. But you know what the reasoning was? They said you could lose five in a row and then just put ten grand on the game, yeah. and it's deceiving. Right. So Mr. I think his name was Stint. Uh, uh, signed the paperwork. So we're going to go back to the way we were. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty tough, uh, you know, as being one of the leaders of this show. Of course, we don't have any uh, uh, bottle washers. We all have chiefs here. The main, the big chief, of course, is uh, Randolph Merkin, the noted author. But I got to be honest with you. The games were great. Vermont, I know you had them last night. I did, yes. I, I had Tennessee yesterday, minus 18. For folks out there, please listen to me and to Carmen and to the odds couple, because if you were impatient and you took all dogs, the first nine games were favorites yep. against the spread. How first nine. So you got ruined already before it was 6 o'clock in the evening. And that's uh, never a good thing when it's day one. And then it totally shifted at night. It was crazy. It was pretty well, wild. Well, that's what they do. Then you're afraid. See, to take uh, what you wanted to take because you already took a drubbing. I heard some people would have made bigger bets, but then you step back a little bit because you've already lost units. It's been a great tournament so far. Uh, Tennessee looked like the best tournament uh, team I've seen. They shot 60% from the field. They couldn't miss. I had a minus 18. They end up winning that one. So I lose the San Francisco game in overtime. I was getting two, going one and one that I gave out. Watch North to North on the Twitter feed, uh, folks, if you can. Uh, but I also went uh, two and two total. So yep. I got out the first day. The hardest thing to do, Carm, I found, being more disciplined now, yeah. is sitting through games. Yeah. Without betting on anything. Uh, that's an interesting point, too. You're right. When you, you're just sitting through them. I know. Oh. I know what you mean. Um you know, getting through the first day, uh, you know, doing well always makes you feel better, I think, for the weekend. Even I think if you, you get an, a push. Yeah, absolutely. I think you make a great point about Tennessee. Uh, oh. For all the talk about Rick Barnes' struggles in, in this tournament, covering numbers, I mean, they look really he's good. One in, he was one for his, one in 11 his last 12 I, tournament games. I believe that's correct. Right. And, uh, they and look I was good. terrified to take him. 
Uh, I, I did lose a Final Four team yesterday. I bought into the Iowa hype, so shame on me. I also have Tennessee in my Final Four, so they made me feel a little Grand bit better. McCaffrey but can't get the team worked out. It's unbelievable, Mike. I mean, they play good in the regular. They're Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they play good in the regular season. There's some Aaron Rodgers teams, and then there's some Brady teams. Yeah, uh, Kentucky you know? out, Iowa well, out. Well, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, like I said on Twitter. Oh, we'll get to that. Don't this worry. This morning, Calipari <laughs> and Rodgers just compared the resumes. Lots of honors. <laughs> Only one championship each. We'll be getting to that. Oh, um, my UConn God. UConn out. Marquette un- embarrassed. That's well, not I'm a good look for Shaka either. I'm with you. I'm kind of done picking Marquette can, to can win I, can, I, can I just say real quickly? Go ahead. It's Randy Go Martin, ahead, Rand. ladies and Mar- gentlemen. Mar- Mar- Marquette was by far the most embarrassing performance yes. I've seen in the tournament. <laughs> In years. Well, I mean, then you didn't watch Kentucky. No, no. Uh, Kentucky was competitive, at least, Mike. Marquette. Kentucky Mar- isn't was, supposed that, to be competitive. I, I understand. That game was, was done bad. four minutes in. That, that was, game was, was over. And Shaka's has lost a, seven was, in a row now. I know. It was well, bad. He, he has had glory from 11 years ago at yeah. George Mason. Here's the bottom line v- about Marquette. VCU. VCU. Oh, VCU. Yep. I'm sorry, guys. Yep. Uh, what I would say, what I would say is Marquette, to me, Hasn't been relevant since I think Brian Hanley went there. It's uh, my I mean, buddy. Since I'm serious, I, Al McGuire. I well, mean, they won some things, but come well, on. Since since Wade, since D Wade in the run in 03, right? The the run to the final four. Yeah. That that was incredible. They fielded some mildly competitive teams. I over miss the Hank years. Raymond's. But but yeah, I mean when the, when you're you're talking during those Al McGuire in the 70s, it they was were the a best. powerhouse. Yeah. You know what he told me? We were eating lunch one day, and he says to me, he goes, "You know what, Mike." A lot of these kids, you got to teach them uh, table manners, right? I mean, they don't know what uh, how to drive. You got to teach them table manners. Now you didn't. You have to teach them that. as he's eating the salad with his fingers. That's I'm pretty, looking at him. It was great. Was, yeah. You want to talk about eccentric? It was oh him. yeah, that's what I've always heard. Oh, Absolutely. awesome, awesome. So man. you had some major upsets. You've got some of those twelve five upsets that happened already yesterday. A couple yep. of those. What's going to happen today? We're here to talk about it with everybody. Uh, you're reminded watching these games sometimes that they're college kids, and that's not to say that pros don't mishandle things in in mm-hmm. close games or that mm-hmm. uh you know they they don't make mistakes but my god like Iowa and that one of their final oh. possessions to not even get the ball uh to Keegan Murray for Keegan Murray to be standing 22 feet away for the basket almost like nobody knew what to do get one of the best players in the country and your best player the ball for Kentucky to not get Oscar Schwebway a look in the final yes. 10 seconds it's to, and then to shoot one of six, I think it was, from the stripe in overtime, it's something that has plagued Calipari teams for years, Mike. You know it. They're historically bad at the line. They shot like 65% from the line last night. That cost them. You watch these games sometimes, and you're reminded in these close moments, man, they're kids. They make mistakes. It's what makes it fun. It's what makes upsets happen. But there were so many examples last night where I was just, uh, even uh, now Murray State ended up winning, but their last possession before overtime makes me pull my hair out of my head going, what are you? guys doing but that is the fun of this tournament I well think. i will say this calipari isn't a guy that you're going to see uh, dissect and uh, uh draw a place you're never going to see that he's a salesman and he's a good guy seems like a good guy he's he's had a lot of plaudits i could compare him to aaron Rodgers. a lot of honors one championship with those guys i mean this guy had john wall this guy had cousins on the same team. They didn't even make it to the Final Four with that team, I don't believe, or they didn't win it. I mean, this guy's won one championship. He's been to the tournament 19 times, not all, with Kentucky. I mean, he became famous at UMass. So yeah. so the bottom line is, Carm, he's a heck of a guy, but he's this latter-day Dean Smith. Hmm. I mean, he gets all the talent. 
Uh, maybe the young talent came back to bite him. They didn't stick around for a long time. But there's no doubt in my mind he should have more than one. Yeah, it's uh, it's a and then to bad... lose to St. Peter's. Right, I know. And and at six o'clock last night, Kentucky was eight. I heard to they one. were drunk at the last supper last night. <laughs> I heard they were hammered. Kentucky. You know, well, Paul bumped into Peter, almost knocked him into the into uh, another chair, and uh, and almost spilled uh, John. John, the apostles of a wine. I love they were, it. They were so I, happy. I made a note about that. I think you'll like Kentucky was eight <laughs> to one to uh, win this whole thing at about six o'clock last night. But of what course, does that tell you? Now. Uh, it, it tells me maybe that uh, it's a bad upset. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's it maybe the worst. Sa- I think in Kentucky they're saying it's the worst and most embarrassing loss in their history. St. Peter's, uh, I'll be yes. honest, I-, I had to check. Uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm like, St. Peter's. I, um, I made I made note of this. I tweeted it last night. Getting to school is a challenge. Mike might remember this name. I tweeted this last night mm-hmm. uh, as the game was coming to a close. Mostly useless and inconsequential fact. The last player from St. Peter's mm-hmm. to play in the NBA mm-hmm. was Rich Rinaldi, who was a third-round pick of the Bullets in 1971. I'm like, Mike might remember that guy. Mm-hmm. I certainly do not. I know a guy it's... named Paul Rinaldi. He's my plumber. I have to check with him. Maybe he's related to the there guy. There hasn't been a guy in 50 years almost to play in the NBA from St. Peter's. I had to look, Mike. I didn't know... I didn't know where they were. No. I was like, what? Well, I don't incredible. know where half the teams are. I mean, I, I don't know who the players are. I mean, I'm betting NIT. I'm having the time of my life. I walk the dog. I stare. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I didn't stay up for that, that uh, San Francisco game last night. I knew, Hey, I, I knew Bill Bill Russell wasn't walking through that door, but right. it's been 1995, 96 since the last time they were there. So now I'm trying to stay awake. I can't. I fall asleep with my uh, head resting on one of my hands on the right side of the bed, you know. And yeah. Like this. I wake up in the morning. The heart stopper i checked the uh the score i lose by two two points i mean three points i was getting close two, game and they it, lose by five it was so good it was so entertaining yeah that kid boy for uh for for san francisco i mean they just went back and forth trading baskets it was really a lot of fun tennessee's the best team look good in the, in the uh in 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 the planet right now college basketball and they could lose the next game that's how wide open this is we've got uh teams you know with the uh, local ties that uh, are in action today yes. we want to talk about we'll get to illinois of course loyola and ohio state uh, already happened but notre dame and bama uh coming up in a little bit it's one of the afternoon games in the west region out in san diego notre dame had to Really expend itself Wednesday yep. night with a double overtime thriller against Rutgers, then cross the country to go out to San Diego playing, uh, at, again, at 3.15 our time, Chicago yep. time here today, against a pretty good Alabama team that kind of slumped down the stretch, Mike. They lost yeah. three in a row down the stretch, just 3-8 and eight against the number in their last 11, but... I think the scheduling spot and just some of the athletes on Bama might make this a tough one for Notre Dame today as they it's catch stay four away in that game. Stay yeah. away. I checked it out. I charted every game. I'm going to have a couple more than two or three picks, folks. That's what we. That's what they they pay us for here. They not only pay us to be entertaining and engaging, they pay us to win, and that's what we do here at the Odds Couple. But the Notre Dame game, I like. I like Notre Dame. Always have. I remember the team that should have gone and won it all with Digger, with Paxson, mm. Trapuca, all those guys. Orlando Woolridge. You want to talk about studs. They came up short. But since, I mean, Mike Bray's done a great job, former Duke assistant. I always root for them in basketball. They just come up short. But he's been there a long time. Mike Bray done a good job. Long time. Uh, the total in that game, by the way, is 152. And I'll just make uh, this note for everyone. The over is 8-0-1 in Notre Dame's last nine games. You haven't seen a lot of overs that high. But yeah. Big posted total, something to keep note of. 
then in the South region, uh, just before 6 o'clock Chicago time tonight in Pittsburgh, uh, you've got the 13-4 matchup between Illinois and Chattanooga. Uh, I Before seeing their heroics and the great shot at the buzzer to beat Furman in their conference title game a couple weeks ago, I, I can't give you much about Chattanooga, but I've heard the experts say they, they could be a sneaky team here. They get a kid from downstate Illinois named Malachi Smith that's a big-time scorer. Uh, they've got some size. they got the big man, the transfer from Kansas, Silvio D'Souza, who could yeah. maybe go toe-to-toe with Kofi. Yeah, okay. I like the way Kofi talked early in the week, though. Yeah. He almost went Joe Namath. He almost went guarantee that Illinois is going to get out of this first-round matchup. I got a message for eight. Chattanooga. I say this at the end of every show. <laughs> I know everybody listens to every show. Our show was so good last week, I listened four times. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I listened to the 7 o'clock show. Then I get up and listen to the morning show. But before I listen to the morning show on Saturday, I listen twice to the, to the show on podcast. Here's what I know. I say so long, everybody. That's what I'm saying to Chattanooga after tonight. So long, everybody. I'm not yeah. going to tell you if I'm picking the game or not. But okay. so long, everybody. I like it. All right. Yep. We'll wait on that one. Yeah, that's uh, got a lot of Illinois fans Could be a money excited. line play. Could be. Could this, be. Maybe I don't play it. Okay, we'll find out in a little yeah. bit. We will have some best plays. We're going to talk about more of the action uh, going on this weekend, specifically today. We will cover and touch on the NFL a little bit later on because there's yep. plenty to get into there. Oh, and when we come back, our good buddy uh, Luke Pergani is going to oh, join us to talk about what's time. hot at Prop Swap. It's tournament time. It's glorious. We're loving it. Don't go anywhere. Mike North, Carmen DeFelco, we're rolling along. It's the Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back into The Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap. It's Carmen DeValco, Mike North with you each and every Friday. Uh, on the air on Friday night on ESPN 1000. You can always get the podcast uh, in the afternoon. Great for a weekend like this where we've got action all day. 16 games yesterday, 16 more today, 48 by the end of the weekend. A glorious time of year for sure. Make sure you download the ESPN Chicago app and you catch up on the podcast. And about this time each and every show, we say hi to uh, one of the founding members of our great presenting sponsor. And it is a perfect app and a perfect website for this weekend. You better get on it. We talk about it each and every week. Uh, we say hello to Luke Pergandy from Pop Swap. What's up, boys? What's up? Arizona's laying a big number later tonight. Your alma mater, 21 and a half. You feel good about the game against Wright State? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of points, and they had a ton of points in that play-in game. So I'm a little nervous on the 21 and a hook. Uh, they'll certainly win the money line. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's you got to figure they're going to come out guns blazing. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, <laughs> Gonzaga was against the ropes of that game on Thursday. That, that so. was a four-point game with, like, nine minutes to go. Yeah. They still won by 21, I think. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they blew out Georgia State in the end. But they were, they were on the ropes a little bit. Halftime, they were looking bad, and the – Early second half, they're looking bad. So, you know, perhaps the Wildcats are motivated to be uh, to be show that they should have got the number one overall seed. We'll see. Uh, obviously, story of the tournament, story of, of sports <laughs> so far this year is St. Peter's knocking off Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Um, I was at the St. Peter's championship. It was the MAC championship, not MAC, but MAAC. Um, and Saturday in, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, I watched St. Peter's beat Monmouth, and I took St. I, I took Kentucky minus seventeen. I'm like, this team's going to blow the doors 
off of this St. Peter's team. And St. Peter's comes out and whacks it in the mouth to win the basketball game. They dominated that basketball game. That was amazing. Did, did anybody, I mean, if you unloaded a Kentucky ticket on Prop Swap, you feel great. If you bought one, not so much. Anybody offload any Kentucky tickets that you know of? We saw a few. Um, you know, Kentucky is, is one of those teams. It's kind of like the Yankees or the Cubs that just get so much public action regardless. Yeah. So you're going to get a low number. They were they were about 10 to 1 going into the tournament. They could have been found at 40 to 1. They had a horrible season last year, if anyone recalls that. Like they were yeah. they were one of the worst Kentucky basketball teams in forever. So they started at high odds, but I mean that was, you know, that's a top 3 team going into this tournament. Yep. You know, it's it's by Arizona, Gonzaga, Kentucky, maybe Duke. Um, but my goodness, uh, just any any given Sunday, any given basketball day. That's why this tournament is so fun, but uh, absolutely crazy. So, you know, and then Richmond shocks uh, Iowa. Uh, you know, there was a lot of people picking Iowa to go to the Final Four. Uh, the Richmond Spiders knock off the, the Hawkeyes. That was one of them. Start. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think, uh, first of all, the, the teams that uh, some of these teams played, for instance, you know, Tennessee looked so good, but they played Longwood. I bet against Tennessee, mm-hmm. be careful. You know what I mean? Because they're not going to be playing Longwood again. But – I would like to go to Longwood, number one, because I'd have a sweatshirt for the first time in my life that was an absolute lie on the front of my uh, on the front of my shirt. I don't even think they let Irishmen into Longwood, to be honest with you. Uh, but I always wanted to walk through the bar with something like that. But that being said, Luke, I think Arizona is going to have no problem beating uh, uh, Wright State. I think Wright State uh, hit the wall. I think Arizona is going to cover this game tonight. Maybe I'll pick it later on. But your love for Arizona. Is always showing. I know you're a Chicago guy, and last week I was trying to figure out, boy, Luke really likes this Harden guy, you know. And then, then I heard <laughs> Luke go, State. <laughs> and then yeah, and then I hear Luke go, you know, Monty Ellis is the the coach of the year, even though he hasn't probably hit the total yet that they were supposed to hit 51 at the time. Then I hear Arizona's going to win it all, and I said, wait a minute. Luke is so Arizona now. Yes. You know, and I got to tell you, Luke, I'm with you 100% except one of those deals. Let me ask you something about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They passed their total a month ago. Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. they were supposed to win 22 games. And you know me. I'm the champion yeah. of the underdog. This guy, Bickerstaff, I watched him the other night, and I watched who they have on that team, a couple nice pieces. If you got him, I know what you always tell me. You're right. It's up to the media. Is Monte Ellis still the clear-cut favorite when they, were suppo- when, when they were supposed to do this? Yeah, Monte Williams is the favorite. Monte Williams, I'm sorry. Yeah, he I is, keep hearing the other guy from Golden State. No, right, Monte exactly. Williams. Is but, he but, you're, but he is still the favorite, right, Luke? I think he's still a small favorite over Bickerstaff. I think Mike's right. Yeah, that's a good question. Coach of the year, it's, it's to your point, Mike, it's such a media – um, mm-hmm. driven award. But yeah, I mean, how, how do you not give it to the Cleveland head coach? My God. Right. They've, they've so surpassed expectations. And uh, to do it without Colin Sexton. I know. Right? I mean, right. that's, that's their best player. Um, and from Alabama, to do it without him, uh, you know, Darius Garland's going to win most improved player. I mean, they could. They could they're going to have the rookie of the year. Award. Yeah, they're going to have the rookie. Like, going to win rookie of the year. I mean, they yeah. could have three, three of like five NBA awards in Cleveland. And, and rightfully so. I mean, they're just, they're, doing this with a very average roster and beating a lot of serious teams like the Nets. And, um, you know, we talked a few weeks ago of how I just didn't really understand why the Nets were 5-1, to one, so I, I'm going to eat those words because they go into Philly and oh, take yeah. care of Philly very easily. Oh, yeah. Um, 
you know, Kyrie had 50 at the half the other night. I mean, my God, him and him and Kevin Durant look unstoppable. They're both 50's on fire. 50 the new 20 in the NBA. 50 yeah. the new 20. <laughs> yeah. 20 used to be like a special thing. That's crazy. Cool. Yeah, you're right. So, Luke, what's the best advice for everyone this weekend, uh, either on the website, uh, PropSwap.com, or on the app? I mean, these these tickets are – it's kind of like a golf tournament, right? I mean, these tickets yeah. mid-game – with all the action going on, somebody's down big, somebody's up big. These tickets are being posted, correct? So just keep checking that app and keep refreshing the app. Oh, absolutely. During that Iowa game, when it became pretty close to apparent that Richmond was going to win, someone unloaded their Iowa ticket. You know, Iowa. great. Like, good job to them. Someone yeah. wanted to take a stab and see if Iowa could come back. They were within one point with, like, eight seconds left, so I get it. Uh, but that's just a type of sale where you can sell it during the game. And get something back for your money. You sold it for like forty-five bucks. You know, you get to get to buy a round of beers for the weekend. Yep. Um, and lock in some cash. But yeah, absolutely, all game long. You know, I, everyone freaks out over the bracket challenge or bracket pools. And I do too. Obviously, I have a bracket. And I'm trying to win that pool. But like, you have a fraction of a percentage oh. chance of winning absolutely. your pool as opposed to sports betting. You could turn a hundred bucks into five hundred bucks on PropSwap. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Like picking a. You know, like we said, Arizona, University of Illinois, uh, we're selling at, at 50 to 1 right now. University of Illinois goes to the Sweet 16. Their odds would be 10 to 1. Yep. So if you bought a $100 ticket, you could sell it for $500. If the University of Illinois team wins two basketball games, like that's way simpler than winning yeah. your bracket pool. Yep. No, no doubt about it. Luke, enjoy the weekend, buddy. Thanks as always. And uh, we'll catch up talking Sweet 16 Elite Eight next week, all right? Okay, looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. There he is. <laughs> tournament golf and everything else. <laughs> I, Monty Ellis, I miss him too. But my yeah, God. remember how good remember how good he was oh, for a little while. He could I, score. Hardo, I mean, Monty Ellis was good, but you know what? The coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers deserves that award. I'm sorry, but they'll probably give it to somebody else. But the over under for Phoenix. Oh. Was fifty one. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, you. It's a good point. I mean, and I, honestly, I think Cleveland might have gone past its win total like before the new year. I'm yeah, not it was even a month. It, was it, was, go- it was over a month. A month and a half it, ago. It's been like the hell is going on with everybody? It's incredible, like how much better that team is. There's you know no what? Doubt. Everybody's yeah. got an opinion, Carm. You know, yeah. like I said. But you know, the other day, for instance, I'm outside the other day, and I'm having my plumbers outside. He's checking the sprinkler system and stuff like that. And he says, oh, what happened here? There's a bunch of bird seed. He says, boy, you better sweep that up. You're going you're gonna to have a rodent problem. I go, how could I have a rodent problem? He goes, well, look at all this stuff here. I go, let me ask you something. If there were 10 stakes outside on a table and one inside, would you, ask, would you try to go get the one stake inside if you had 10 stakes outside? He's still standing outside with his mouth open. He's still trying to Everybody got an opinion, but sometimes it's not right. Mike's logic, I love it. My logic is the bird seat's outside. <laughs> if it's inside, they'll try to get in. We're not, all right, when we come back, uh, I, we do have more games that we, we want to focus on for today, uh, but we got to talk a little bit about what's happened in the NFL. I want a Longwood sweatshirt. And that's a classic, uh, a Longwood, yes. I, I could also stand to use one of those sweatshirts. Oh, nice. I could so, use like an extra large. Feel good about myself. Uh, so don't go anywhere. We still got more to do. We're rolling along inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.
Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, everyone, presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen Falco. Follow us on Twitter. Mike's always giving out picks, so make sure uh, you're staying, you stay tuned on his Twitter timeline, at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco with you every Friday, and then, of course, the Encore replay Saturday morning, 8 to 9 on ESPN 1000. Paul Connor has White Sox Weekly, and always catch up on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll get back to the tournament here with some more games in just a second. But uh, the NFL continues to make major news over the last couple of weeks. It's been an interesting week in terms of free agency, Mike. Uh, the, the bomb that dropped yesterday was that Devontae Adams has been traded to the Raiders for 2022 first and second round picks. They give him the richest deal uh, for a wide receiver. I mean, a monster $142 million deal. Just the thing that stands out, yeah, it was surprising, and you know, we could talk if we want about Adams and Rodgers and Green Bay, but... Th- the AFC West oh, is loaded. I mean, is beyond belief, Mike. Yeah, it's great, I, right? Yeah, and I'll tell you this, Carm. I don't know how they work out the cap, but Aaron Rodgers could have taken thirty-five million. He could have taken forty. It, the guy's worth three hundred million dollars. Devontae Adams. He always says, "I'm alone. I'm alone. But, I have nobody." Well, now you're going to see. Well, maybe, maybe he's that good that any receiver can do it. But Devontae Adams to take a franchise tag, and Rodgers knew about it, Well, it, and he it, still took the money. There is, I, I will say, I think it was Tom Pellicero maybe at the NFL Network, There, there is some reporting out there that the Packers had the money, that this was not a money issue, that Adams was sort of just done with Green Bay. He well, I don't blame to, him. Maybe not like him. he is a college. Remember, he and uh, he and Derek Carr were college teammates. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's it it's does Las sound Vegas. like Green Bay, and it's Las Vegas. You're you're trading, but be you're trading in Green Bay for. for Vegas. Well, there's a wide receiver who'll never play again and killed some people in Las Vegas. So be careful what you the, wish. We're not saying that's ever going to happen again. But I will tell you this: maybe he wanted to get away from Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. Um, you know, I would. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, that money wasn't an issue. Well, maybe it was. Then what? You know, but uh, he made a lot of money. I'm happy for him. Good luck to him. I'm happy for Mitch. You know what? Now Mitch go out and prove him wrong. You didn't want to compete against Danny Jones. Good for you. You're better than Sam Darnold. Good for you. You didn't pick and choose last year. You did smart business. Now go show him in one year because the contract you still got to raise by sitting on your ass. And when you have, should you? have a good year and make it to the playoffs, that contract will be torn up. Period. It will be done. But yeah, because there's an out. I think there's an out in there, you know, or the Steelers could redo it probably if sure they do they hit on Mitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked at their schedule the other day. They're capable of 10 wins. They picked up five, six people on free agency. They seem to have a pretty good plan like they've always had. I think if Mitch signs with another team, it's not as pertinent. But the fact that he signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers, folks, that don't haven't made many mistakes in the last 60 years. I remember in the early 60s, they were a doormat. But I, I think that was good for him. I'm hoping and wishing. I think everybody wishes him the best, even though for some reason it didn't work out here. And then you got a lot of other guys that are getting big, big money, Carm, big, big long years that don't deserve it, too. It's mad money in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Look at right. Allen Robinson. I thought I thought Green Bay would sign him or Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, he right? could, I'm happy for he Allen. Goes I mean, to good, the Rams. good opportunity for him going to the Rams. Tom Brady's got to be feeling great. Oh. Uh, Devontae Adams out of Green Bay. I mean, the Bucks are. 
the the second choice in a lot of places mm-hmm. uh, behind the Bills at about seven, seven and a half to one. They're going to be the favorite, I would think, now um, yep. in the NFC. So he's got to feel good about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Buffalo's your favorite at about six and a half to one when you look at the Super Bowl odds. So we wanted to touch on that just yep. uh, a little bit, but let's get back to some of the action. We talked about the uh, the Bama Notre Dame game. We talked about Illinois and Chattanooga. Another interesting one, I think, up in Milwaukee uh, this afternoon is the Vatek. And Texas game, uh, boy, Vatek uh, made a believer out of me last week, the way they played on Saturday. Uh, I guess it was Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. in the semifinal game and then the final game of the ACC tournament. Hokies are really on a pretty good heater here, 13-2 and two straight up, 9-5-1 and one against the number in their last 15. They'll go up against one of the best defenses in the country in Texas today. The total in that game is low for a reason. It's mm-hmm. only 123.5, but that could be one of the better ones on the docket this afternoon too. I'll right? tell you what. Who's the coach of Texas? That would be Chris Beard. Yep. I like him. He's a good coach. He's a very, I'm not taking anything away from Virginia Tech. I would lean Texas. He's and, a really good coach. Yes, he is. What about tonight, Mike, in the West region in Greenville, South Carolina? Tom Izzo, speaking of guys. Is, is South Carolina in the West? Uh, it's crazy, right? Yes. I'm now, of asking. course, they do that because that's where the the Sweet 16 teams are going to funnel to. But yes, in the West region, there's a game in Greensville. Uh, excuse me, in Greenville, South Carolina. The, I got a D in geography. The only reason I passed <laughs> is that none asked me to pick out Chicago on the Illinois map. I'll never forget it. it was a big moment. Believe but me, I, I'm a little confused. You're you're right. Uh, Greenville, South Carolina is definitely not in the West. What's yeah. interesting to me about this game is. Okay, it's a 10-7. It's MSU is the 7. Davidson's the 10. MSU is a one-point favorite. Total in the game is 140.5. Davidson is playing this game about— Are you sure they're only one point? I have something written different. Yeah, well, unless it—I can double-check. Yeah, just double-check. Let me double-check because I was writing it down last night, and I will double-check real quick. I was also going to say that, uh, yeah, MSU is still minus one as of right now. Davidson's well-coached. Davidson is— well coached and playing about 110 miles from its campus. How yeah. much of a factor is that? Tonight, and they got Mike? the guy that looks like uh, he's a, a model, the, the older guy with the gray hair, Davidson, walks around and pick up Lee Bob, Bob McKillop. Bob, Bob McKillop, yeah. yeah, their coach. Yep. Guy's classy looking, got the whole team ready to go. You know is, what I is, mean? Is this where Izzo, like, as a seven seed, though, is this where he's sneaky dangerous? You know, like, sometimes when they're a two seed, they let you down. Sometimes when they're a seven seed, like, this is where Izzo works his magic. I don't know how to feel about this one. You know what? Just to stay away from me. Me too. Tom Izzo, I love Tom, but, I mean, I'm sorry, man. At the Big Ten, though, don't forget, folks, they had nine teams that made it last year, and by the weekend was over. By the time, there was three left. Yeah. Because every year. They hype these teams. And then you see a team like St. Peter's come out of nowhere. I, I think they play in the Catholic League. I have no idea. CYO. I have no idea how they how they did it. But then they knock off a team that's a number two seed. Yeah, well, I'm it's with you. Crazy. This one's this one's a stay, stay away, away from me. If you're if you're going back and forth, just keep that uh, one note in mind that Davidson is kind of playing a home game here. Davidson is also six and two against the number in its last eight loss to Richmond in the eight ten title game, and that's a Richmond team that just beat Iowa, obviously. We know Merck's excited about uh, the late game eight fifty uh, Chicago time tip up in Milwaukee. In the Midwest region, it is number three seeded Wisconsin against number fourteen seeded Colgate. Badgers laying a, uh, laying seven and a half. Total is one thirty nine and a half. Speaking of home games, I mean, you, it's a home game for Davidson playing a hundred miles away. Uh, this is a home game. I mean, this is the Badgers playing in Milwaukee. Merck, you got to feel great about that tonight, right? Uh, I do, but all I've been hearing is how great Colgate shoots the three in Wisconsin. That's what I've been hearing. Wisconsin's a good. bad three-point shooting team. I, I do actually think, as crazy as it sounds, 
Wisconsin losing to Michigan State in that first game of the Big Ten tournament was an advantage because it gave them the week to kind of rest. It gave them a week to have Johnny Davis actually practice because he wasn't practicing last week. Yeah, Yeah. like let's get get the coach's attention too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm I'm fairly confident tonight. But uh, listen, after the first day, how can you? How could anyone That's be confident? Right. That's right. why this tournament is so great. It is glorious. All right, we've got a few more games to talk about, and we'll give you our best plays coming up. And we're going to get some ponies with uh, the one and only Jim Miller, Jimmy, the best handicapper in the business from yep. Hawthorne, where they have racing all weekend. What a glorious weekend to be out at the track! My God, with all the games and the book, you can sit there and watch and bet all the big races. So. Jimmy will give us some insight on uh, ponies that we can make some money on this weekend, and we'll give you our best plays before we're out of here. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're talking tournament. We're talking sports gambling. That's what we do each and every Friday. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Mike and Carmen with each and every Friday. And about this time, we always get some ponies. No derby preps this weekend, but, hey, the tracks are up and running, including Chicago's hometown track, Hawthorne Racecourse, on the near west side. And they've got the book there, so you can watch games all weekend. Still a great weekend to get out to the track, and we still have some picks. So we turn it over to the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. He joins us every week. It's Jim Miller. Jim what up, Jimmy? Gentlemen, this is a really fun weekend because you do have the sports book open. You have basketball action all afternoon, all night long. This is the final weekend of the Winter Harness Me Too. We're racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we do that track conversion basically in 96 hours. We turn the standard bread surface into a thoroughbred surface and get ready for the start of the thoroughbred meet on April 2nd. Wow. So before you know it here, there'll just be one dark weekend, right? And then it'll be thoroughbred season. That's great. Um, you know, uh, last night, tonight with 16 games, uh, the book opened late uh, at the track, Jimmy. I mean, I couldn't stop watching that, that San Fran Murray State game last night all the way to a little after 11 o'clock. Will that be the case again tonight at the track? Yeah, and it is going to be the case again tonight. They're going to stay open till the end of the final game. And the cool thing about it is now with all the in-game wagering as well, you really want to be there and have that action and have that activity. And because we're going to be open for live racing too, the book will be hopping, the track will be hopping. But, uh, yeah, they're going to open early each and every day of the tournament, and they will stay open late. I'll tell you what, it's going to be fun, uh, the track being open late and all that. But, you know, Jimmy, when you talk, when you talk horses and you talk baseball, you talk spring training, What's a spring training for a horse? Do they have like a, a two-month, three-month stretch where they don't run and they just work out and get ready for the season? How does that all work? You know, I, I'm going to throw a baseball thing at you in a second. But when we started horses, here's the thing. Thoroughbreds, they do take a little bit of time. They kind of ease their way through through workouts, getting back. So they maybe turn down a pasture for a month or two. Then they come back and they start jogging on the track. Then they get workouts and they progress towards the races. But it really is about a four- to six-week process to get them ready. Standardbred horses are able to just kind of train year-round, so it is a little bit easier for them. But, yeah, some of the thoroughbreds will take some time. We're going to get a lot of out-of-state thoroughbreds that are coming in fit and ready to run, so that'll help. Here's my baseball question for you guys, though, real quick. Through everything that went on with the lockout, everything that went on through collective bargaining, all of a sudden they solved it on a Thursday. They were in camp on a Sunday playing games the following Thursday. So it was really all that spring training necessary for baseball? 
No. And you know what's great? They're going to have 30 double headers. I feel like it's 1965 again. They've added double headers to catch up. These guys weren't going to lose any money. You know, it, 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 the millionaires, billionaire thing and everything else, they, it was good they came back. I think they sort of were tone deaf with everything that else is going on in the world, including in the world of sports, in war, and everything else. And every player stays fit in the offseason nowadays. They, they're they're coming true. in ready I, to go. I would be. I'd be your take would be interesting, Jimmy. I mean, you pitched, you played in minor, the minor leagues. You pitched. I do wonder how it might affect starters a little. I guess maybe you can make the argument they're babied and coddled too much. I don't know, but I mean, I, I, I do wonder how a like a truncated spring training might affect starters as the season. Although goes I have on. their, their well, studs on a twenty-five pitch uh, count. Well, and here's the thing, though, and I'll tell you from experience. Right, I started throwing in December. So leading into spring training, I've already been throwing for 60 days. Our first three weeks of spring training were fielding comebackers and shagging fly balls. So they're ready. They're ready to go. It's just I think things have gotten a little bit soft nowadays, but I don't think that full spring training is necessary. All right, Jimmy, so no derby preps this weekend, you were telling us, uh, but we still have action to bet on, correct? (laughs) Yeah, we do, and we are going to go kind of out of town this weekend. So two races at Oakland, one at Sunland Park. They're all stakes races, so we'll bet them all across the board. Oakland Park, race seven, bet the nine horse, Hollis across the board. That's the Whitmore Stakes. Then Oakland, race nine, bet the three Warriors Charge across the board. That's the Essex Stakes. And then we're going to Sunland Park in New Mexico. Race nine, bet the seven, Hollywood Henry across the board. This horse is really, really fast, guys. Love it. Okay, so two races at Oakland for Saturday. Race seven, the nine horse across the board. Race nine, the three horse across the board. And then uh, to Sunland in New Mexico, the ninth race, Seventh horse uh, across the board. Seven horse across the board. Right, Jimmy? That's right. And we'll get ready for an NCAA Sunday, boys. Sounds good, my man. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. Good luck. Jimmy! There's our guy, Jim Miller, uh, breaking it down as only he can. What would you think of Bryant signing with the Rockies, Mike? I didn't even ask you about that yet. I was surprised there wasn't maybe more... T- you know, suitors for Chris Bryant to, to choose the Rockies. It's like, oh, God. Well, maybe he didn't have uh, other teams pledge those years, that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, it's not the $300 million he wanted. I like how everybody's got revisionist history that none of the Cubs lost money in any of their deals. They were offered good money for the time that they were offered that money. All yeah. three of them. Rizzo's just going to be another guy in New York. He was the king here. I mean, Bryant. Yeah. These guys were all kings. It, it, where they're at. And, you know, Bryant's got to replace Nolan Arenado. Mm. Are you kidding me? And why didn't they keep uh, Arenado? I, that, relation, that relationship soured. You know, I think oh, Arenado just didn't like the word. That the direction. direction. Yeah. And I think, in, you know, he had a, an out in the contract. Good for and him. And he got out. And so Bryant is that replacement. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing what Atlanta with Freeman, he should be a lifelong brave. My God, that makes me mad. And just from being a traditional standpoint, there's certain guys that you just associate. Some guys you can never get away from the team that they were actually on. Freddie Freeman, to me, is a brave, but, you know, Mookie Betts, I think of Boston. I know, it's crazy. And they're all on the Dodgers. I know. They're all all paying this money. And, you know, I see other guys leave. Look at what Oakland did. Look what Oakland did. Gets rid of their two best players. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, there's no commissioner. I mean, you know, none. I mean, Selig would have stepped in, or, I mean, not Selig. Even back in the day, Bowie Coon said, you can't get rid of Vida Blue. You can't get rid of yeah. and, and for, for, for a bag of balls. The one amazing thing about Oakland is that. They always compete? They, uh, that they, and they always, like, 
They got yes, a great it's, fan base. It's a, it's a bad look right now, but they always seem then to be able to reset it. You know, Mike, like if you look back since but they I look, don't go all the way, Connor. Well, they don't. That that now we that's true, and, that, and it that, drives me nuts. It drives me nuts that the White Sox won't do it. I feel like the Sox could go out and still add a big time free agent and get across the finish. I'm line. only going to harken back to what a guy that played for the White Sox said. I have I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I remember Jack McDowell's comments that basically you know the ownership you know they want to get to a certain point now if they win the World Series I don't think they're like that. I think the White Sox are trying to win it all. I, I look at moves. Maybe their philosophy has changed. But back when McDowell played, he said a lot of teams do this. And then you hear about Ricketts. They're going to buy some okay. soccer team. He wants like, to buy Chelsea. But they three. don't have money to pay certain guys. It's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. He, he cries poor, but he wants to spend $3.5 billion to buy Chelsea. Yeah. I know. It's amazing. I saw him walk out of a, su- <laughs> a subway the, uh, about, yeah, about right. six months ago. I go, no wonder he's got money. Oh, God. I wonder if it's uh, Tuna. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, as we get out of here, Mike, we talked yeah. about a lot of the games. Yes. Uh, anything in particular that stands out that uh, people should be looking for with the late slate of games here yes. for Friday? Here's what I think is going to happen today, folks. The people are going to probably lay on the favorites early, and then the dogs are going to win. Mm. And then maybe later it will be the other way around. It's just like an NFL Sundays. When, when one Sunday the unders come in, the next Sunday the overs come in. But here's what I'm going to start out with. I got Iowa State plus four against LSU. Unless Maravich and Shaq are playing, I think that four <laughs> points is good for <laughs> Iowa State. I don't like the look of their uniforms. Uh, it I. reminds me too much of, uh, of a good guy, uh, the guy that used to coach the Bulls, the mayor, for God's sake, Freddie Hoiberg. But you know what? I'm going to take Iowa State plus the four. That's how it came up for my first pick. I got one more. All right, love it. I'm going to go ahead and fire a little bit here. Now, this has been bad for the five seed so far, but I'm going to go ahead and back Houston tonight against UAB minus the uh, eight and a half in the south region in Pittsburgh. There are only two teams in the country that rank inside the top 11 in the Kempom rankings in both adjusted offense and adjusted defense. Those two teams are Gonzaga and the Houston Cougars. I think they're well-coached. I know they're still playing without arguably their best player, but uh, I like Houston tonight. I think they'll come out strong, and so I'm going to play them against UAB. I'm going to tell you something. I have that game, too. I like Houston. Beautiful. Now, is it of concern? when Me and, me and Carm were like, I think we're like 50-50 on yeah. picks that we go in together. I'm not going to say that we win every single one, but I really like Houston. UAB being talked about with a lot of respect. With a lot of respect, but I don't think they have what it takes. I think Houston has got their act together, so I really like them. So there you go. We're on the same side of that pick. We'll back that one together. the Illinois game? The Illinois game is at, I think, 550. We talked about that one early in the show. I believe it tips off at 550. Yes, it is. It's 550 our time. All right, I'm taking Illinois. I like it. I I'm, I like money it, Mike. Money line play. Money oh, line. Oh, Wait, baby. what's the money line? What the is money it? Oh. Line? That's a good question. I'd have to look real know. quick. I'd Hold have on. To look I, I could look. But you know what? I like their attitude. I like Kofi's attitude. I think they're still salty about the way it ended last year. They're hearing about how Chattanooga is going to push them. And I like the way Kofi came out and he said, listen, history ain't repeating itself here. We're not losing to Chattanooga. I really do. I, I think Illinois is going to gonna play well. I'm looking if I could see real quick here, Mike, what the Yeah, because I can't is. find it. I looked at DraftKings. I don't see it. Uh, I'm just trying to find it. There's so many games on the board. It's an eight-point spread. Come on, Minus baby. 360. There you go. Minus 360. Thanks, Merck. Okay, I'll take, it, Illinois. I'll take Illinois uh, on the money line, and I'll take Illinois with the points. Sounds good. Minus and uh, and a half I got here. What about Randy? 
What about Randy? I'm going to go to Houston first half, minus four and a half, and I like Providence tomorrow, minus three against Richmond. Love it. Love Three it, of love us it. are on Houston. Let's board the jet. Let's uh, <laughs> be careful, boys. All right. Great stuff as always, gentlemen. Thank you to uh, Luke Pergandy and the Prop Swap guys, and thanks to Jim Miller for joining us. Great work as always by Randy Merkin and Tyler Aki. And uh, enjoy the rest of this fabulous sports weekend and all the games. And when we reconvene, we'll be uh, talking about the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight and getting ready for the Final Four next week. All right, Mikey? So long, everybody! This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.